Hey, is it Saturday yet? Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> A podcast presented by Student Union Sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Is This Saturday? I'm your host, Luke Owens, joined alongside Bryce Hopwood, Andrew Diaz. Beautiful day to talk college football after a great weekend of college football, boys. Hop even got the fresh cut for us. I wish that we were uh, a YouTube podcast as well so that people could see, but I'm sure they'll they'll enjoy in our clip this week. I mean, yeah, what, what can I say? Got to get cleaned up. Sometimes you got to look good, feel good, play good, right, boys? Hey, you look, you look handsome. Did you get the beard lined up into the uh, into the haircut too? Yeah, uh, shout out Mary, um, my my darling hairdresser who I've had since I was just uh, just a wee lad. Uh, she gives me right. Obviously, as you can see, we go like one into a two. We get the cowlick just right. Obviously, the beard helps helps the way she shapes it so that our uh, our gobbler, our little turkey under second double chin, uh, isn't popping out at Thanksgiving. So, you have a woman cut your hair? I do. She's a lesbian, and she's great. Okay, I don't know if that. Yeah, I guess that <laughs> plays. Um, I have a woman cut my hair too. She's straight, but she does a good job. Uh, <laughs> did I cut that from the pod? That did sound really bad. Interesting makes thing. Makes a great cake. Here, here, ready? Three, two, one. Mary, yeah, she's great. She bakes a great cake. Did our wedding cakes for Grace and I's wedding. So, I mean, shout out Mary. Gets her lined up every time. Glad she approved of a heterosexual marriage. <laughs> uh, it was a hell of a week of college football, though. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and I want to start here, boys. I've got some questions for you. You know why? I'm stealing Hop's segment, right? Watching ball, writing questions. I got bullet points too. If you guys want them, I know you guys. Why don't, love you, the why, don't, why don't you know what you got? You know what you guys take the show. I guess this is kind of you guys' thing now. Hey, hey Hop, why don't, you, why don't you throw the mic on mute for a little bit, and uh, we'll 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 finish things up from here. All right. I mean, listen, yeah. Hop's computer took an hour and a half to load. Me and Diaz were just chopping it up before. I, I mean, we did a pretty good job, I would say. I think the original two. You guys are the pack two. We are. I honestly, yeah, we are the pack two. We're, we're staying together. We're not going anywhere else. Um, but I, I'm gonna start with this question for you guys. So, what was dumber over the weekend? Was it Mario Cristobal not kneeling out the clock, or was it Hoppin Diaz for thinking that Texas was better than Oklahoma? Well, if if we're being truthful here, it's definitely the Cristobal thing. But I mean. Our Texas State wasn't that bad. It's not like they got blown out. And let's be honest, they're going to meet again in the Big 12 championship. Like, there's no other team that's going to, you know, compete with any of them um, to make the Big 12 championship. So I still think Hop and I are in, not maybe the right, but we're neutral at the moment. Our take isn't completely bad, but it's not great right now. Luke, uh, I I didn't realize that you knew how to salsa dance because ever since the end of that game, you've been dancing on Diaz and I's graves, absolutely toe tapping on us. Um, look, salsa I, I feels th- like maybe a direct reference to Diaz, but I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I kind I'm I'm hurt. I'm offended. <laughs> my my apologies and your Latina wife, Luke. But uh, Thank anyways, you. <laughs> uh, anyways, wow, this is what a political podcast has become um so no obviously mario chris's ball i mean the defense what did you can't let anybody get behind you 
I don't know if they know that. Somebody should probably coach those guys up. I mean, they're getting a, a, a private school education, so you would think maybe, hey, tell somebody, hey, hey, we don't want to give up a touchdown here. Um, but, yeah, no, certainly Luke dancing on our graves. Look, I, I said this in the group chat. I'm I'm going to try my hardest this week. I'll tell you what, it's probably not going to get done. But we're about halfway through the season, so I'm going to try to get all of our takes out there because Luke, Luke was really, really putting the screws to Diaz and I. Yeah, it, it felt it, it was like him winning the Super Bowl. That was his Super Bowl right there. It was Oklahoma, you know, just barely beating Texas. That that was the biggest thing he could celebrate this weekend. So you know, good, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, he was getting blown out by thirty eight or whatever the hell it was. It was it was. I mean, all of that emotion. Not sure if you guys saw. There's a clear ACC vendetta against Syracuse, but I mean, punter oh. was clearly a yard short. Changed the whole momentum of the game. It would have been Hughes ball at the 40 going in, 7 nothing. I mean, changed the whole course of the game. Yo, credit to Luke for never talking about Syracuse this year, and then now we're just at the point where he, he had ample opportunity. They were looking good, hadn't, hadn't lost yet. Because I'm rational. I, I never bought into it. You know that's you, fair, but like you, you, we could have given you your time in the sun. You're the host. You could have said you could have gone off at any point. So this is on you now. They're, they've lost two weeks in a row, absolutely dummied each week, and now we're here. So I I don't know if you tweeted it, but you did. It, it's the perfect encapsulation of Syracuse every year. Where, oh yeah, like it's everybody looks at they're like, oh, Syracuse might be legit this year. They start out. 4-0 or 5-0, then they play a good team and lose kind of close, and then it's just a landslide uh, the rest of the year of just bad losses, you know, bad play. Dino Barber is still somehow keeping his Dino job. Barbers. Is that, what's his name? Babers. 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 Dino Babers. Dino Barber's lining up hops, hops edge over there. <laughs> Dino Barber's getting me lined up. It's the epitome of the ACC. That is, are you if ready he, for him? Are, are around the Cuse like world? Are they ready for him to be gone? Like, what's the sense? It's actually really funny. And I, this is hilarious that we've diverted to a Syracuse podcast. Um, but so I think it was. It might have been College Football Talk Daily. Like one of those accounts tweeted out like Dino Babers has done this, 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 all while recruiting in upstate New York. And, like, people were like, yeah, like, Dino deserves more respect. And then everyone from Syracuse was like, he's terrible. Fire him. Like, we hate him. Um, and I had Cole Snyder. He's from upstate New York. Yeah. I mean, it's been pretty interesting because when I look at the tools and the resources he has, they're they're not great. And you kind of heard him say it um, today when he was asked about, you know, where's the depth on this team with all the injuries? And he said, our depth has gone to the portal. Like, they went out and got paid elsewhere. We couldn't do it. And... I think that's a direct knock on Syracuse's donors and, you know, trying to get the alums to, to spend money on the football program. They seem to pour it all in the basketball. I think that's a big problem. Deuce Chestnut. I mean, look, grass isn't always greener. You know, he goes to LSU. He gets probably paid in some sort. Now he's not even on the team. Like, he's – I don't even know where he is right now. So, you know, the grass isn't always greener, and I think Syracuse has definitely been a victim of the portal. But at the same time, it feels like Dino hasn't utilized it enough either. I mean, I, I, I Jason Point – Sorry to sorry to interrupt. Jawar Jordan was Sean Tucker's backup at Syracuse. He is now one of the best running backs in the nation at Louisville. Uh yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, 
there are definitely some schools that aren't destination schools, but there's plenty of Power Five schools. I think a Syracuse, uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin maybe a little bit more high profile at this point, but like schools like that, even like UNC, North Carolina, right? These, you know, not not these premier programs, but that next tier down, those second and third tier teams, right? They can utilize the portal. Like there's plenty of things about Syracuse that you can actually sell kids on. There's, you know, things about Wisconsin you can sell kids on, whether it's yourself as the coaches or, you know, things around the town, that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, upstate New York is cold and, and, you know, people like that make fun of it. But, I mean, it's not hard when you look at the Buffalo Bills. Like, obviously, you can only do so much with local talent. But, like I said, I mean, this is this is using the portal. Like, there there's things you can do to get excited. And, I mean, like you said, it, it's kind of the money thing. Babers might have to be be a little bit more proactive. Like you said, Jordan was the backup to Sean T. And I'm hashtag pleased he's not your running back. Um, but yeah, so I, I just think I just think the the like not having the money in the portal, like obviously for high profile players, yeah, that's not gonna matter. But there's guys out there who are sitting there who are plenty talented like Jordan, who's not gonna garner um necessarily a, a boatload of cash probably. Yeah, I mean, it's tough with a school like Syracuse. Obviously, the weather's not great. And I'll be honest, the fan base is really fair weather at times. I mean, the Clemson game had a good turnout, but it's everyone's begging people to go to games. And that's just that's not how, what big programs do. Big programs know when there's a big game and people show out. Like, that kind of spoke to me. I mean, internally for Wisconsin, I guess not internally, but for Wisconsin, there's the same thing. Like, people tend pictures of, the student section at like oh I bet big game boomer is like more student section of the week and then it's just empty Wisconsin or wherever yeah yeah it's literally like okay this was taken a minute into the game it's yeah. Georgia Southern and we have one of the best party scenes in the country yeah the kids aren't really gonna show out for the Georgia Southern game no offense Georgia Southern doesn't deserve these strays shout out Davis Brin but you know still. Well, that was the Syracuse portion of the podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's almost hard, to, and we'll pivot back to the crystal ball and we'll talk about the Oklahoma game as well, but it's almost hard to like say anything more about crystal ball because it's all been said. But I guess the real question is, and I saw people floating this around, it's like, is crystal ball just like a great recruiter that can't coach? Because this has happened multiple times. It happened to me at, at Oregon against Stanford in one of those games. And like Hop kind of pointed out, like, look, running the ball was stupid. Was his knee down? I don't know. I think Miami wearing those stupid uniforms plays a factor. Like, you don't get that call in those uniforms. I'm sorry. You just don't. Um, but I mentioned, like, after you make the doy-doy play, you have to get your defense ready to how, – like, how do you get beat on verticals? It's a Hail Mary. Like, I, I just don't know how that happens after that. Like, it's it's back-to-back blunders. Yeah, I mean, they went 80 yards in 30 seconds. Like, you just can't let that happen. That that's I think the biggest thing that's missing about this game is you know everybody's talking about the decision to run the ball you know while you know your your opponent has no timeouts left and if you kneel it the game is over um, so everybody's talking about that but yeah the the fact that they got beat deep in you know a time where you're putting all your DBs back like every the the biggest thing that is said is don't get beat deep don't let anybody behind you and what it, what happened is. They let people behind them. They got beat deep. It's just that's poor coaching, I think. it's uh, And probably poor play, too, because if you're a DB, you don't really need that to be said to you. You kind of have to know the situation and know that, all right, nobody can get behind me. I can let guys in front of me, but 
yeah, it, it's it, it's like you said with Chris Ball, everything has been said at this point, but um, you know, now everybody can kind of recruit. Like there aren't coaches out there that can't recruit. So you have to now be able to recruit at a high level and coach at a high level. And Cristobal has kind of proven that he can't really coach at a high level consistently. But, and, like, the craziest part of the whole situation is Tech, it was, uh, they were down four, right? So they had to score a touchdown. Is that right. the case or was it? No, it was three. They didn't kick the field goal. Oh, it was three. Yeah, you're right. It was three. Okay, so, okay. Hand up. That's on me for not all the situation. But, yeah. Like you can you can literally give up three and go to overtime. If I mean obviously that's not the ideal case, but we know college kickers, like it's it's a thing. Every time every time one of us in in the student union group chat in the uh, in the isn't Saturday a group chat has a bet, it's college kickers like in all caps whenever they miss something. So like, yeah, just not having guys back and like being a DB like there's no like your scholarship should be. Just yanked right there. That's what I would do. Maybe that's, I mean, that's way dramatic, obviously. Probably a little bit too much, but yeah, done. And pivoting over because, you know, I, we'll talk about the ACC as a whole in a little bit, but I do want to talk about obviously the Red River rivalry and what a game. Um, Oklahoma outlasts Texas 34 to 30. And I mean, the interesting part of this now is kind of how this shapes both of these teams moving forward because look, could one of them lose a dumb game? Yes. It happens in the Big 12 every year, it feels like. But if not, and if these teams are on a collision course for uh, a Big 12 championship game, like Texas is obviously still in this thing. Like If they avenge their loss and they beat Oklahoma, there's a good chance they get in as a one-loss team, especially depending how you know the Pac-12 shapes up, if they have a two-loss, things like that. But are you guys putting Oklahoma right into that playoff conversation, or is it kind of you know you're still thinking Texas is going to eventually come out of this thing? You, you kind of have to put Oklahoma in the playoff conversation, I think, after beating Texas, who, you know, after last week, a lot of people were calling, you know, the one probably the best team in the country. There was that talk surrounding them. So, I mean, they get a good win in a big rivalry game. But I still would think Texas makes the playoff over them um, right now, just in my mind. And I, I think it is inevitable that they're going to meet for the Big 12 championship, and I think Texas wins when they play again, but I, I think Oklahoma definitely needs to be in the conversation right now. They're one of the, you know, there's still a lot of teams still in that contention, probably eight, nine, ten teams that are legit, have legit shots to make the playoffs. So I think Oklahoma's probably in that conversation, but I wouldn't put them super high right now. I would like to, uh, first, before I answer, lay a little bit of trivia upon you guys. There's currently two undefeated teams in Big 12 conference play. So not not overall undefeated, because I think that would only be um, Oklahoma. Yep, it would. There's two undefeated teams in conference play. Who are they? West Virginia. Oh, wow. Let's go. <laughs> and Oklahoma. And Oklahoma. There you go. No, just, just funny a little bit. Obviously, we kind of talked about it last week a little bit, or maybe it was off off air about Oklahoma or sorry West Virginia and Neil Brown saying yeah last week it was one of my bullet points I said West Virginia they're undefeated they have a somewhat favorable schedule so I mean they're going to be in the mix they're going to be in the mix here I was going to say it's funny how the start of the year I think a lot of people were like the first coach that is going to get fired is most definitely Neil Brown like there's no real debate if there were betting odds on it. He would be, you know, the favorite by a lot. And now it's like, oh, this 
West Virginia team could win the Big 12. So it, it's, as of right now, a pretty good turnaround for Neil Brown. But yeah, uh, there's still a lot of season left for him. This He's is a secure job for next year. This is a question that we probably don't know the answer to. Do we know what the non-head-to-head tiebreaker is for the Big 12? Common opponent? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I shouldn't have thrown that out there without research, but I'm because I'm looking doesn't really at matter because I have a Kansas plus 5,000 ticket and they're going to run the table. Texas is going to lose a dumb doy game and I'm going to have, I'm going to get to hedge Kansas plus 5,000 in the big time. I mean, is it unlikely for West Virginia? Yes, but look, they play at Houston this week on, I think it's a Thursday night. Yeah, it is a Thursday night game, which they should win that game, but I don't know. Dana Revenge. I was going to say, is that a Dana Holgerson revenge game right there? You could. True. Um, and then they host Oklahoma State. They go at the bounce house. They host BYU, which I think is huge. Uh, then they go at Oklahoma, which is obviously going to be their toughest game. And then they host Cincy, who hasn't looked great. And they go at Baylor, who also doesn't look great. So I don't think they do it, but they could. Two That'd be crazy. Um, I I think Texas Texas has a tough stretch here if we're doing the schedule schedule reader thing here. I mean, they do have te- they have a stretch here where they'll they'll have Houston uh, after not they're idle this week, but they'll have Houston the week after. And two weeks after that, they'll have the stretch of Kansas State and TCU. And I mean, Kansas State after the Mizzou game kind of looks a little bit fra- I don't know about fraudulent. I mean, they're good. Mizzou is obviously. I mean, K State just lost to Oklahoma State, who I don't think is very good. So I that's true. That's true. So there's some sort of there's some sort of fraudulent behavior there. But I mean, still Kansas State. I mean, they're still going to give you a run for their money. It's not like that roster isn't talented. And then TCU. I mean. They quarterbacks injured, but you know, if you're going to TCU, you just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think of those games for Texas, I think the only game they could lose is Texas Tech. I, I understand stupid stuff happens, but I don't see them losing any other games, and they host Texas Tech, which I think is huge. Um, my next question, though, shifts things to the ACC. And speaking of schedule, both these teams, they've got some tough games but overall nothing too hard and my question for you boys which team is more likely to run the table and maybe cause some chaos in college football playoff is it the Louisville Cardinals or the UNC Tar Heels and Louisville plays at Pitt they host Duke Virginia Tech Virginia at Miami at Kentucky UNC hosts Miami Virginia they go at Georgia Tech they host the Campbell Camels who's one of my favorite uh one of my favorite mascots in the game then they host Duke at Clemson at NC State so could one of these two teams maybe throw a wrench into the, the playoff equation? I I gotta go with Louisville. I mean, did you see what they did to, you know, the best team in the nation this past weekend? I mean, how many teams are doing that? But no, Louisville looks all they they look awesome right now. Like they're firing on all cylinders offensively. I mean, whether we're joking or not, Hardman is one of the probably five or ten best quarterbacks, and Notre Dame's run game is probably one of the best in the country and they really just shut them down uh, and, and so offensively they've looked impressive all year but defensively that Notre Dame game was I think just super eye-opening overall for you know the nation and for that conference so I think teams now need to fear playing Louisville so I, I would say Louisville is the team that that could throw the wrench the biggest wrench into uh you know the Florida State uh winning the ACC conversation and so I have to go uh, L's up, throw them up. And and we talked about this before. The he show. definitely threw the L's up this weekend. 
and delete that. Um, before <laughs> we talked about this before the show, Luke had brought up. I haven't picked my team yet. My team of destiny. My my TCU was my team of destiny last year that I hitched my wagon to. The Louisville Cardinals might be my team. The only thing that hurts is they did beat Notre Dame, so that would feel like a betrayal. But you're such now, a fraud, Diaz. I like to hop on a bandwagon it, here. My two teams are oh oh no oh, no. My two teams aren't doing good this year. Notre Dame is five and two, and UConn just got their first win. Like I need a team right now. Here's why you're a fraud, though. I don't care about that. We we know you got your teams, but it, we're six weeks in. And you're saying maybe Louisville will be my team. What are you gonna wait till they're ten and zero? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna represent until that. Like it's. A, so- a very good chance they win the conference and make the playoff. And by the- I mean, I'm going to order a Louisville hat or shirt. That won't come in until maybe a few weeks from now. Then I can wear it. So then that's when I'll fully claim them as my team. I think uh, I think a lot of Luke's confidence this week comes from how Louisville absolutely dummied your, your not-so-fighting-Irish. Um, especially he had that win because you guys were both on the Louisville train. I was on the Duke train. Um, he was still in it in the ACC. I, I, I think that's the best dynamic preseason uh, from this podcast right now is how we looked at the ACC. I think who I think I had Clemson, and I think Luke did. Were you the only one that had Florida State or did no? Diaz, Diaz did too. Diaz did too. I did. Yes. Okay. So yeah, with our champions, we picked, and then obviously our teams. Duke goes out, beats Clemson right away. This dynamic we have in the ACC, obviously Luke being the Syracuse fan, has been really fun so far. Look, I like Louisville a lot. Jawar Jordan is so good. He is awesome. Former Syracuse running back. Shout out the Qs. Shout out the Orange. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think that the Louisville is going to be the better team out of the two that you gave us, Luke, and I think that they're going to be the ones who can really shake up the ACC and be playing for something meaningful at the end and be, be Andrew's TCU. I'm on the other side of you guys, actually. Um, and it's not disrespectful to Louisville, but I just think UNC is the better team. I, I mean, I love Drake May, obviously, and my biggest gripe with this UNC team going in was their defense. And their defense looks great. We saw it against uh, South Carolina. They get after the quarterback, came on Rucker and Cedric Gray. Uh, their two sacks leader both get after the quarterback. Um, they obviously get a huge bump with Tez Walker becoming eligible as well. Nate McCollum is absolute stud. Had a great game last game as well. I just, I, I think Louisville's schedule is certainly favorable for them. But I think this is different than the typical UNC teams. You know, maybe they will lose that dumb game. But when I look at this. UNC team, I mean, they made the ACC championship last year. So there's no reason why when I look at their schedule, they can't do it again. And as long as I have Drake May at quarterback, I'm like, I don't hate my chances. So I think I think UNC is is here to stay, and I think they're going to be the team that ends up uh, taking on Florida State in the ACC championship game. Look, I, I, I don't disagree fully. Uh, I think I, Louisville's going to be battle-tested, you know, essentially at the end of the year. And look, UNC is a team who gave up, uh, you know, just short of 31 points a game last year, 102nd in scoring defense. They're only giving up 19 points a game, good enough for top 30 um, in the NCAA this year. And that's where the difference is with this team. People loved UNC last year because they were putting up points. And you know what? The problem was that they couldn't stop App State from scoring last year. Obviously, App State, fairly decent G5, you know, offense, but they gave up 40 points in the fourth quarter to App. So it's like, 
that's the big difference here. Like you said, they get Tez back. They're playing for something, Luke. You make a really good point there. I just think Louisville's going to be more battle-tested. We're just going to be able to see if they have the stamina or, a stamina or not at the end of the year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that final 30 games, Duke, uh, with, I'm assuming, hopefully, a healthy Riley Leonard at that point at Clemson at NC State is going to be the tell-all. I'm kind of shocked that he's day-to-day. I thought for sure he was going to miss a couple games, and now he might be ready for NC State this weekend. So if Riley Leonard's I mean, I healthy, imagine. they throw certainly throw a wrench into the equation as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they they only lost the one game, the Notre Dame game. They're 1-0 in conference. Like, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know who the backup is, but I can tell you that Riley Leonard at 80% is probably better than, than him at full which is probably not nice to him at all, especially because I don't know his name. But, look, they're still right there. That would be ACC. Henry Bellin the fourth that you are uh, oh. disrespecting right now. What a Duke name. He's yeah. eight for eight, 118 yards and a touchdown on the year. Maybe I'm a casual. You know what? Casual right here. Freshman from New York ball. City. Interesting. Oh, another, another kid Syracuse should have had. Yeah, you really lit up Lafayette oh, back on uh, September 9th. Um, another uh, thought that I had over the weekend was we had both Michigan and Georgia winning big. Michigan, obviously, it's Minnesota, but they've been rolling teams, especially since Jim Harbaugh came back. And then Georgia rolls Kentucky in a game that I was hoping would be a lot closer. It didn't end up being that. But who are you guys more impressed with in terms of their you know, their recent beatdowns, Georgia or Michigan? I'm going Michigan. Um, I think today we were going to line out our top five. Uh, yeah, right after this. That's still the plan. We're, we're going to roll them out. Oh, well, then I'll give you my number one team in the country. Now it's Michigan. I understand the hype of Kentucky coming off the beat of Florida. I think we all agree that Florida team isn't that good. And look, I, I have I have the Florida wins under, you know, end up right here. I have the Florida wins under five and a half this year. Look, they have six games in a row that they might lose in the SEC, so I don't think that team's that good. So I don't think Kentucky not being able to play with with um, Georgia after their Super Bowl, honestly, for the year, um, or their national championship, I guess, in this case. But um, I, I just think Michigan's been more impressive. You know, Georgia just you know letting some teams hang around, at least in those first halves, that's something that Michigan hasn't done yet. Um, I don't really care about McCarthy throwing three picks against Bowling Green because they still absolutely rolled them. So um, I got I got Michigan as my best team in the country. Obviously, they're my natty pick, but after the way that they just absolutely took it full throttle in Minnesota this last week, it's it's Michigan. I got I got to for, for this is kind of a new thing for us is I got to go opposite of you, Hop. I'm kind of impressed with the the Georgia beatdown because. You know, the this whole year it's kind of been like, oh, this Georgia team's not that impressive. You know, they're good, but they've lost so much. They're they're not going to be, you know, close to as good. And we saw them have close games with Auburn. So I, I think that them beating Kentucky and just coming out of the gates and going up twenty one nothing on them was a real, you know, we're still here type of moment for Georgia. So I, I do think that win is pretty impressive. But they do have a tough stretch coming up with. Uh, Missouri and Ole Miss there so um, I, I don't know I mean if they can keep up that play and kind of you know keep striking fear into the hearts of uh, the SEC opponents then that Kentucky win is the first of a, a big street big stretch for them 
Um, but yeah, Michigan winning is big, but when it's against Minnesota, I don't take that too. I don't want to say too seriously, but it's kind of what I'm getting at. Uh, I think that Georgia blowout is more impressive. The doggy program, Minnesota, anyways. So, DJ, what's your opinion? Pants. I like the moon pants. Luke, what's your opinion here, man? You're the host of the show. We value you. What do you What do you think here, man? So, I think if I say who's more impressive, it's Georgia, just because of competition. But I kind of agree with Hop. With I don't have Michigan as my number one team, but they're they're pretty as close to number one as you can be for me. Um, and I just think the way that they handle business and the way they run the ball, like. I was looking at a stat, and it kind of was eye-opening to me because, let's be honest, Michigan is going to have to beat Penn State and Ohio State, um, but especially Ohio State. And I think Penn State's going to win the conference. We all know this. But the team that has run the ball more efficiently has won like 13 of the last 14 meetings between Ohio State and Michigan. Um, and obviously, it's Michigan this year. Ohio State can't run the ball at all, like at all. And we coming into the year, it's like, oh, man, they got two great backs. They're going to run the ball well. I remember Diaz talking about that pre preseason as well. And Ohio State's not running the ball. Michigan is. And that's kind of what wins that game in November of year. So I, I'm very impressed with Michigan. But I think Georgia, I don't know if they're toying with their food or they're not good, but looked pretty damn good last week. So it's very confusing. Totally agree. I mean, it's it's it like you said, they're about as close like they are. I don't think at this point in the year, I think it is Michigan. Georgia one A one B and then it's everybody else. I really don't think it's close. Why don't you? Uh, why don't we dive into our top fives that happen? You can kick it off because we've already got your Michigan. Sounds like you got Georgia at two. I do have Georgia at two. Look, this was really tough. Um, I was gonna maybe troll a little bit. Um, and obviously there's a lot of good teams still, um, still out there and undefeated. I think my top five as it sits today would have to be Michigan, Georgia. I have Florida State at three, Oregon at four, and I have Washington at five. I was going to say Louisville, but it sounds like Andrew's already taken his copium today. Uh, so that's where I sit today. Um, it's very hard to rank these teams when you have Oklahoma undefeated. Um, you could the entire top ten is still at play, at least what's in the eight people right now. Um, in my opinion, Ohio State, Penn State. Um, I just had to go with the five that I felt in my heart, and it felt that it would be easier this week with Oregon and Washington coming off of rest to be able to line that out after this game this weekend. So that's kind of where my brain is at right now with the with the, with the natural landscape. Like Diaz might drop some weird stuff on us. I'm you go, Diaz. I'm very worried about what's about to happen. I'm putting uh Florida State in my one. I know they've had close games, but they're the team that I've been, you know, banging my chest, parading around as my one the past few weeks. Um, and even coming into the season, they were the team that I was probably, you know, the highest on just in general with um Jordan Travis, Jared Verse, just all the weapons that they had around Travis. So um, you know, I know they've had closed games, but I they're still undefeated. They haven't lost it, so I'm putting them at the one. My two is going to be Georgia. Um, I don't like putting them there, but that's just probably the reality of things. I'm going to have to put them there. Uh, my three is Michigan. Uh, my 
four is going to be Washington right now. Um, I, and you know, this I'm we're, we're probably going to get into it, but I am so excited to watch Washington versus Oregon play. Um, so they're going to be my four right now. My five is Texas still. I know they lost. I know there's teams that are still undefeated that, that wow. you know, probably could be and, you know, probably should. Like Oklahoma probably should be out of them, but I still think Texas is one of the best teams in the country. Um, and then if I'll give you my sixth, my my final two out of the – out. No, nobody asked. Well, I'm going to give it to you. I'll give you my whole top 25 if you'd like it. We'll, we'll be here no. for a couple hours. No, you can go to studentunionsports.com for that each week. My my sixth is going to be uh, Ohio State. Um, so I go. You don't even have them be- Oklahoma behind Texas. This is the most vibe no. Diaz vibes list of all time. I just feel it. It's something in my bones that's telling me that Texas is still, um, you know, w- one of the best teams in the country. And like they, they didn't get blown out versus Oklahoma, which, which is my biggest thing. If they lost by two scores. Texas would be, you know, like 15th for me right now, but they didn't. They played a close game. They still played really good football. Oklahoma just had a better day, a little bit of a luckier day. Um, Jonathan Brooks, by the way, very good running back. He's awesome. Yeah. So when they match up again in the Big 12, I will feel vindicated. This is unreal. I didn't know we were doing moral victories today, but I guess we are. (laughs) Oh, it did. It's not. It's not moral victories. It's it's the gut. It's the gut check. It's the uh, the 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 pure vibe. So I kind of looked at it like this. I think if I'm projecting out, this one to be my top five. But right now, who have I seen who deserves to be the top five? Is kind of what I did. So I have Florida State at number one. I agree with Diaz. I think their two biggest wins over Clemson wow. and LSU are more impressive. Again, this is not me saying. To this point, really. To this point, I think they've been the they've been the most. Yeah, I'm gonna flavor the AP then. Maybe that, that's on me. Why? Why was it? Why was it shocking when Luke picked Florida State and not me? Why? Why? why because you get, you're you're so not you're such a vibes guy. You just had you just had Oklahoma worse than sixth and Texas ahead of them by at least two spots. That's why. That's I haven't. That's why this podcast works. You just say. You're just a vibes guy. I'm not. And that's why we we are starting to get at it again. We're about mid vibes guy. Time for good. Picks. What'd, what'd you go? It's time for you and I to really get at over three. Just, you can leave the vibes guy with your gambling picks. Look, look, that could help you. I'm a half game back, so lick it. It'd be a shame if you saw Hop's full Saturday card, Diaz. It was not pretty. You held the throne for a minute. I hope, I hope you liked it, but you're not getting back there. I would hate for that to go wrong for you. I'd have I'd hate to have to old takes expose you. Anyways, after Florida State, I have Michigan at number two. Um I, I just think they're so dominant. I, I honestly it's tough because I have Penn State winning the national championship, but if if someone injected me with truth serum, there's a good chance I would say Michigan's gonna win the national championship. But no such thing as truth serum. So I'm I'm not gonna say that. Um number three ask the FBI. Yeah. And they have this this what is it sodium nitrate, but it like it doesn't really give you truth serum. It kind of just makes you like sleepy and more susceptible to say things. But anyways, uh, number three, I have Oklahoma. Um, they're great on both sides of the ball. Top ten defense, top ten offense. Dylan Gabriel, best quarterback in the conference. I mean, they're gonna run the table, and the question is, what's gonna happen in the Big Twelve championship? Which kind of stinks because. <laughs> 
if Oklahoma lost this week, it would honestly be better for them because whoever wins the Big 12 championship is going to the playoff. If Oklahoma's undefeated and Texas has one loss. Is that a crazy thing to say? No. I mean, Hop's looking at uh, It might be. I think it might be. I just think there's too many teams at, at play for that to ring true right. All right, so hear me out. Say Oklahoma loses to Texas the exact same score that just happened, right? Isn't it kind of unfair that Texas gets in just because they won the most recent one? I don't think so. No, I don't think that would be why. I think it would be because they beat Bama because Bama is going to still end up being in the top 10. Okay. Fair. Fair counterpoint. Fair counterpoint. Tulsa doesn't hang up the same as Bama. No. I I hang an 80 on Arkansas State making Butch Jones cry. Doesn't hit the same as... Absolutely rattling Bama and Tuscaloosa. I I do think it will be a little bit tougher, like, if you have the one loss to make the playoff, just because of how good, like, the Pac-12 is playing right now. Like, And, you know, the Big Ten also, the top three in the Big Ten, all of them are kind of, kind of feel like yeah. on the same, same plane right now. Like, none, none of them have looked exponentially better than, you know, the next Big Ten team, like, of that top three with Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, so... We could see a, a conference get two in this year. I just don't know who it'll be or which conference it'll be. Okay, let me. I don't mean to play off of that because I know we're kind of. I'll never finish my top five. It's fine. Okay, fine. You know, I'll ask it after. I'll ask it after. Four Georgia, five Washington, six Penn State. There you go. Uh, you missed three, didn't you? Oh, Oklahoma was your third. Oklahoma, yeah. So there you go. Wow. You run through. I, I admit you. You went a little too quick for me. Florida State one, Michigan two, Oklahoma three, Georgia four, Washington five, Penn State six. But it's kind of like you guys are saying when once you get past like the top three, it's it's so hard to judge right now because the Pac twelve has to figure itself out. There's other things that need to happen. Luckily, that, luckily that's where I sit we've gotten some of that picture painted already, and we're definitely going to get more painted this week. But Hop, I did not mean to interrupt. Uh, you could finish your thought. Wait, hang on, Hop. Before you, I wanted to ask Luke, do you think like these upcoming games are going to be? important for the college landscape just in general I mean, like listen you guys laugh at me but it was a hot take you made it was a hot take you made the games being played will look, have an effect look on, what has happened you know, already consider that look what has happened already utah beat ucla oregon state beat utah uh wazoo just lost to ucla like i know i said it stupidly but it's already happening the cycle has already happened no you're right so I, if, if they didn't play those games there wouldn't have been like that type of outcome or effect. That's, that's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. I pre- appreciate it. <laughs> it's insightful. It's insightful. Yeah, you know, you guys elected. <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question because we've been talking about, or obviously, huge game this week, Oregon Washington. I it may or may not have a big impact on the Pac-12 this week. I don't know. I have to go look for it as we've been discussing. <laughs> but do you guys think it would be possible? Like, I mean. Some of the schedules don't line up. We kind of just talked about the Big 12. But for it to be two pack and two Big Big 10 teams, or do you think there's too much round-robin play probably within the conferences? Also, I don't think the SEC would get shut out. Like, I don't see a scenario unless... Like, if Georgia lost to Ole Miss or Mizzou... And then you have a one-loss Bama. I guess I would have to. I'd have to like line it out. It's probably a super specific scenario, but just like it was more of a thought experiment than anything. And, and you're saying like Oklahoma loses to Texas in the Big Twelve Championship, where they both have one loss. Because if one of, if Oklahoma goes undefeated, 
then they're definitely going to get in, I think. Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess the, the hypothetical would then be, does a one-loss Big 12 team make it over an assumed one-loss Pac team? And ACC, you need a full breakdown. Pretty and then, yeah, say, uh, like... Of Louisville, Florida State, and Duke. Yeah, somebody... Some, Florida State loses the championship game to pick a team. I guess that's not that unrealistic now that I'm now that I'm starting to work through it in my head. I mean, I don't think it. I, I think it's it, it it's possible, but I think pretty unrealistic. It would probably be. I feel like if you got all of that to work out, it would then be they would probably not take the second Big Ten team. They'd probably take a like you would have assuming like undefeated Michigan, and then you could have like one loss Oregon, one loss Washington, and then you would have you would have your like one loss Oklahoma or one loss Georgia. Yeah, that 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 resume build for the fourth spot in that scenario is like ultimate. Like this is why the twelve team playoff that, is going to be a thing. That would be a pretty kick ass playoff though if you had Oklahoma, Washington, Oregon, and Michigan. Like I would. I kind of love that, if I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah, dude, what a thought experiment. Who would have thought? Um, let's let's do the G5-5, boys, because we, we got to give some love to the G5 as, you know, we're, we're chugging along here. And I will start, because I need to shout out Josh Allen, not Josh Allen, but the Wyoming Cowboys beat Fresno State 24-19. to Just You don't go to Laramie and survive. You just don't. And they're 5-1. and one. Their only loss was to Texas uh, to Texas, they beat Texas Tech. Them not being ranked is a real crime, in my opinion. Because Fresno State, I think, was people were saying the best G five team uh, going into this weekend. I still think there's a little team called Air Force that uh, actually might be the correct answer there. Who Wyoming goes to this weekend? But shout out Wyoming for getting that win. Uh, the Mountain West is stacked. You've got Air Force, you got Wyoming, you got Boise State and UNLV all undefeated in conference play. Of course, Fresno State's not going anywhere either. So shout out Wyoming. A uh, huge win over the weekend to to beat Fresno State outright it was huge. Rank them. I I just why why do we have to keep these like two lost Power Five teams in? Let's have some fun. Let's rank the boys. Let's get Wyoming in there. Let's get Air Force in there and have some fun. I I couldn't agree with you more when it comes to the rankings. Like it just does it like why like LSU can be out. Why like who says that? Air Force isn't better than LSU. Like Miami has to be in there. I know they beat AM, but like like Air Force was really, really good. I, I know we're not going off last year, but like would they go nine and three last year and like beat they smoked Baylor, just ran the ball. I think they ran Dodd down their throat like eleven times. Like they're doing it again this year. They're just a very, very good team that should one hundred percent be ranked. And you know what the craziest part is? It is I, I the nobody really cares about the others receiving votes, but it the if you wanted to rank them this way, Miami would be 25, Missouri would be 26, Wyoming would be 27, and Air Force would be 20, T28 with Wisconsin. All right, so we're close. We're getting there. We're close, but I mean, still, like, again, like you said, I mean, like, why should Kentucky have stayed and only dropped four spots? Whatever. I, I'll go to Diaz next. I really don't want to deal with this, but let's just get it out of the way. Victory! Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time coming. UConn finally picks up their first win of the year. They beat a really, really talented Rice Owls team. I mean, this Rice team is really, really good. 
So it's a pretty impressive win, if you ask me. Taquan Roberson finally plays a clean game of football, throws for 215, two touchdowns. And then, you know, the East Coast, the thicker version of Travis Hunter, Jelani Stafford, kind of went off. Two carries, two rushing touchdowns, um, two yards. So he went twos across the board. The big man played real well. And then he had Justin Jolly, seven catches, 96 yards. UConn's back. I mean, they're one in five. They need to win, pretty much win out to be bowl eligible. And if you go by their schedule, I don't think it's that unrealistic. Um, South Florida, I think they can beat. BC, I think they can beat. Tennessee's kind of been on a down slope. I think they could beat Tennessee. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, my God. They lose to James Madison, who I think is going to win their conference. Play Sacred no. Heart. They'll beat Sacred Heart. Then they got the Cumble to finish up the year against a pretty talented UMass team. Those are six good wins. I don't think Manchu is going to absolutely shred UConn. UMass or UConn is, is going to make it back to a bowl game. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to do it. Um, We're sport eight team to ever receive a bowl bid. I needed that so bad. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was oh. Just the bypass of Tennessee was one of the better things that's ever happened on this show. They lost to Florida. If this, was a, if this was a boxing match, they'd win. I mean, we saw them squaring up with the Gators. I mean, if we're doing that, UConn probably loses. But if we're playing football, if we're playing 60 minutes of hard-nosed football, the Huskies are going to Neyland and coming away with a win. Atla. I, I I hated that. I, I just hated that so much. <laughs> Look, I originally in the group chat said I was going to take Ohio. Our boy Curtis Rourke uh, absolutely dominated this week. But I sat there, Luke. I sat there and I looked at the scores. And I said, there's a little team from up north that's playing well. And then I sat there and I looked again. I said, there's this other team also in the state of Ohio playing very, very well. And so my G5-5. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna shout out one team. I'm not shouting out two teams. Wow. I'm shouting out three teams. Look, look. If you are a fan of the Group of Five conferences, your eyeballs have to be glued to the race at the top of the MAC East. That is why Ohio shout out our boys. Ohio shout out our boys and Buffalo shout out our boys. They won two in a row here to start conference play. Miami, Ohio, and Ohio both five and one overall. Toledo themselves in the West, by the way, five and one and two and zero oh in conference. Look, the Mac is is going to be the talk of the G five. It just has to be at this point. It's going to be an absolute race to the finish. Obviously, each team is going to have to round robin each other. And frankly, the way Buffalo's played the last two weeks has been great. So they seem like the weak link, but hey, it's conference play. Everybody knows everybody. Okay, you never know what can happen in some of these ball games. So. For my G55, I got three teams. If those three teams are at the top of the Mac East, this is an eyeball emoji kind of, of race to the end of the year. I love it. I love it. I mean, I, I texted you about it. I was like, hey, I know it was a bad start, but Buffalo, man, they look good, and Ohio looks great. Miami is outscoring their opponents 50-3 to in conference play, which is pretty damn good. So, I mean, these three teams, it's going to be a battle. It's It's – the same area as the Big Ten, and it's a similar thing going on where this one, and it's the East. This one, they're going to have the round robin, and we're going to see who comes out alive. What uh, Life imitates art, and college football imitates itself. 
it kind of it kind of works. I know it's two Ohio teams, but like Buffalo can be Penn State. You know, they're both blue. They're a little bit more east. <laughs> then you've got Ohio, Ohio State, and I guess Miami is Michigan. They've got the N logo. I mean, it kind of I feel works. Like would, I feel like Miami, Ohio, though, would have to be Ohio State with the red. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But um, you also make a good point about the black M. So. Yeah, it's a good touch. It's a good touch. Um, Before we dive into a full preview in our picks for this week, uh, Hop, do you have some uh, did you sees? I did. All right. Uh, Here, here we go. Uh. I got to get one thing ready here so I can get it exact. But first, uh, did you see this? So I saw an interesting stat. I believe this was Thursday or Friday night. Um, It was whatever day the Oklahoma State game was. Was that Friday night? Friday, yep. I think. Yeah, Friday. Thank you. Active consecutive winning season. uh, Let me start that over. Active consecutive season winning streaks. First is Wisconsin with 21, Oklahoma State the second with 17, followed by Bama with 16, Clemson and Georgia with 12, and then Ohio State with 11. I thought that was interesting. Are the Wisconsin-Oklahoma State ones going to get broken this year? No. Wisconsin's isn't. I wasn't sure. I haven't followed them at all this year. I mean, I remember, I can't help but this reminds me of when Wisconsin lost to Washington State early in the year. I mean, that was a big one. it is. Boom. Six episodes in a row. God, what's our? Is this our bet? Is this the, for the OG redditors one day? Like, it is. I mean, I Wisconsin's probably going to win the West. There, hey, if we beat Iowa, I mean, it's pretty much who else is really in there? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not pretty. If we can, do you go want that though? To be honest, like, do you want to be the sacrificial lamb for this year's Big Ten? Ten championship no, game. Do I want to lose to Ohio State a combined a hundred and like five to zero this year? No, not at all. Between our matchup at Camp Randall and then the potential Big Twelve or Big Ten championship game, yeah, no, not really. I don't know, man. Uh, Tanner yeah. Mordecai. You never know. Kid can not sling it as well as I thought. Uh, <laughs> did you guys see? Did you guys see this? Uh, this was like. Because the Mizzou-LSU game was the uh, early slate, right? It was, yep. Okay, so this all it all runs together. But did you guys see this Kayshawn Bench tweet? Yes, I did. I did not. Uh, Okay, no way. He deleted it? Oh, what a bomb. I was going to read it verbatim. But he, he, I don't know what it was. I probably could look it up and find somebody who screenshotted it. But it was, I think it was this LSU defense's ass. Or just so ass. <laughs> I'm trying to find it right now. It is, it is an all-time tweet. He's not on the right. He he uh, got drafted last year, right? Yeah, by the Pats. That would have been very funny. Yeah. Would have been very funny mid-game. This defense so ass. I was trying to find it. I couldn't find a screenshot of it, but I did see it. It was really... The uh, do you remember the Florida player that uh, put on his Instagram story and looked flipping off the camera? He just goes fuck this team after <laughs> yeah. off the last year. Yeah, he's electric. I mean, I now I just see Patriots fans complaining that they don't use him. So yeah, that's, I, I, I that's did you look it up on Twitter? I keep seeing yeah, Raph Kayshawn Booty. <laughs> yeah, I love that. But yeah, it's a, it's a real shame. You can probably find it. Somebody has to have it in the depths of the internet. Oh, it's it's uh this LSU defense suck. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank you. 
Oh, and what a soft move to he had because it had like it immediately popped. It had like two thousand likes in an instant. The screenshot I'm seeing of it had uh, one hundred ninety thousand uh, views. Yeah, I mean it was it popped early, early on Saturday. Um, I'll move on. Uh, next, did you guys see? I really don't like to do the fall from grace thing, but Phil Jerkovich was the former BC QB. Transferred over to Pitt. Uh, he's now been moved to QB2, and they announced that I think next year he's going to be moving to tight end. I think he's moving to tight end now. Was I wrong? Oh, oh, oh. There, there, he's, no, they said there was a second, there was this, another report that said he's going to. The way it was worded was he's not moving to tight end this year. And does he have eligibility? I didn't think he had eligibility. Like, Neither did I, that, but. He's been in college. He's like Perry Ellis at this point. Like he's just been around for so long. JT yeah. Daniels. Exactly. The the use of the COVID year does wonders. Um, I saw I saw this. Uh, I I like to peruse ESPN. Um, uh, like before for this segment because there's always you know little fun stuff, little fun pressers and that kind of stuff for Mondays. Um, I so I saw ESPN has this ranking SP plus. They uh, had the article this week of all 133 teams, and I thought, hey, we know who's at the top. That's cool. Let's go to the bottom. So I'm gonna read you from 133, that bottom five. Uh, so dead last is Kent State. Yeah, that was gonna be my guess. Love that you're absolute ball knower, Charlotte. Didn't let me guess, but ball state after that. Wait, who, who, who did you say before? Who did you say before Ball State? What? Who did you say before Ball State? I didn't hear you. Charlotte. Is Biff if that Foggy. what's his name? I was gonna say, is that Biff Poggy right there? Yeah, That's who you guys Biff hate? Poggy. Who you guys hate? I no, I don't hate Biff Poggy. Top hates Biff Poggy. Yeah, I'm neutral on Biff Poggy. <laughs> this is yeah, so. This is a double whammy for me. So Charlotte Biff Poggy second to dead to last. Ball State fourth to last is UConn. One Not- five UConn. Oh, still even after the win? Yeah, yeah, even after the win. <laughs> Diaz was ready to attack ESPN. I was like, hang on, wait a minute. That That is fake news, my friend. Fake news. Oh, man. Oh, and then, yeah, I just it was just a UConn joke, so we can add the bit there. Um, was that four teams? Well, I, I did the bottom five, but it was a UConn troll, so the bit's now played out. Who was the fifth team? I want to know. Western Michigan. Western Michigan is fifth to last in the country. Don't tease us with fun facts and not give us all of the fun facts. Do you know what this tells me, though? To be completely honest, what? I'm trying to fact check myself. Western that, Michigan ball state kind of stinks. No, I'm going to say Toledo is going to have quite the cakewalk to the championship. They're not going to be battle test like the East team. So I'm telling you right now, whoever comes out of the East is winning the conference. Let's go. Love that take. That that's good for business for us. Um, this this is the last thing I had. Um, did you guys see this Molly McGrath Instagram reel? Um, she posted she posted this reel of her running to get the after the game interview. Um, it was posted from September twenty second, so a couple weeks ago. But she dashes, you know, she's like the sideline reporters, you know, dressed up to the nines. She's got like legit boots with a heel on. She runs. She takes off from the 20, goes diagonal, just straight beeline for the coaches in midfield. I counted. It was seven seconds, seven and a half seconds. So I was impressed personally. I thought it was pretty impressive. 
I think I'd beat her in a race. Like if if in those conditions, <laughs> I think I'd beat her. I don't know. You're. I'm quick. I got a quick first step. I think I'd get her off the off rip. I think she got. I think she gets twenty to the twenty yard mark and she's dusted you. That's when she pulls away. I'd uh, rip her. If I speak right now, I die. So uh, we just we have to move on. We have to move on. <laughs> blink blink once if you need help. Right. Molly McGrath followed by seven seconds. It's just it was all playing out there for me, but I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Hop is on her reel from September 22nd, but ESPN posted it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! This isn't a bonk scenario. Bonk Hop, bonk. No, hop. no, no. Drop the bonk. ESPN posted it. I noticed it, and you know, here we go. All right, thank you, Hop. Um, also, this is my. Did you see? Um, oh yeah. Now Luke's. We got to do Luke's version. In- no, just a quick. Shadur Sanders, you lost me, man. You lost me. You lost me. No. Money so you the rest time respect women too hard. Can yeah. somebody can somebody be, are people finally coming to my side of the aisle that this is ah. just obnoxious? Like what what are we doing, dude? We can't what be happened? I don't actually know. So after the after Colorado escaped at Arizona State, he ran to the student section, flexing the watch and pointing at it. Um you, you can't be doing that against Arizona State, man. You just can't. That's such a bad look that you beat probably like the second or second worst team in your conference with, you know, without their starting quarterback by, you know, would they beat them by seven? I think it was three. You beat them by three? Like that's, and you run over and flex on a bunch of, you know, drunk, you know, drunk kids that had a 2-0 in in, uh, high school that went to college, so... That's a tough look to to flex on those those kids after beating a a very poor program. Uh, but that takes us to this week, boys. Um, in our picks and our preview, of course, the big games this week: Oregon at Washington. We've also got A and M at Tennessee, uh, USC going at Notre Dame, Missouri at Kentucky, and UCLA at Oregon State. I kind of had circled as some of the big games for this weekend. But yeah, there's four ranked matchups again this week. There's there there were yeah in six. This is what I had. I had six ranked teams lose last week, and then there's I think there was four ranked matchups last week, and there's four ranked this week. It's almost laid been laid out perfectly where Colorado took us through the month first month of the year with all that hype. And now we're getting these ranked conference games. It's it's working out perfect. And there's so much parity, it's it's gonna be a great year. Yeah, Oregon Washington is gonna be awesome. I'm I'm torn on this game. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not making a pick on it for a segment, but just as as a ball lover, as a guy that loves college football, I mean, oh yeah, ball lover. Home, home field for Washington, I think, is huge in this scenario. But I, I love the way Oregon's played, especially defensively. I think Oregon's going to go to Washington and steal this game. Huge news was uh, Washington having both the receivers healthy this week. Um, that was up in the air, so I think this game now evens out, like you said, in Washington. I think whoever has the home advantage here definitely. I don't really believe in it normally, um, but in this case, I think it's going to be uh, uh, an important factor. Um, and so going from there, uh, I still have Oregon. I think they're the more talented team. I think it's by a slight margin. Um, but you know what? Actually, I'm going to change my mind mid-sentence. I just love Kalen, Kalen DeBoer more. I said the home field advantage thing. I don't trust. Well, trust Bonex. <laughs> Big Owens gonna trust Phoenix Washington Huskies baby come on Phoenix get that out of my face. 
was this a bit or did you did you know it before you started before like you started talking what occurred this this was a i mean it was it was why did you have to say anything you guys are supposed to get i can't believe how much diaz just ruined that that's tough i i wanted to take washington i might take oregon now because i i'm i'm upset that that hop did the did the uh heel turn and tried to cut a promo on me right there but that'd be good for you sorry forget it I like I like panics. I, I'm I'm high on panics. I'm taking panics purely. I'm taking Washington purely because, actually, agreeing with Ha, you can't trust Bo Nix. When was the last time you could trust Bo Nix? So I I am taking. Uh, we're throwing the W's up. Throw it up with me, Ha. Come on. No, I I can't out of respect for my own UW. Oh, okay. You guys are the real UW. Is that the thing? Yes. Yeah. Actually, you are. But but look now, you have a real problem on your hands because Diaz and I have gone Washington here last year. I wish Liam had the time in editing to pull the clip of us swearing off Bo Nix. You flipped so fast. All right, this is fully on you right now. We're either all in on Washington and the pact is strong, or you take Bo Nix in Oregon. And you potentially break what we have here. I I can't go against you guys. I mean, we've had this thing from the start, and I know the Bo Nix hate because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to pick him, and then they're going to, you know, Oregon's going to lose this game, and it's going to be, yeah. So I, I'm going to stick with you guys. I'm going to change over to Washington. Uh, Some might say so the- fast, not so fast, my friends. Bo Nix, <laughs> Oregon, book it. What what was it? What was the uh, the thing? Hold. Not so fast, midget. What are you calling it at uh, the Harvard Yale game? See, that's how you do a hop right there. That's reeled you in and roped you right back. Bo next, baby. Give me Oregon. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say I was gonna actually call you a coward for not going with Bo Nix at you <laughs> after after this whole thing. So no credit to you for going to Oregon. Um, and you actually had you gone with Washington and hedged your bets and then. Basically, Diaz and I have revenge this week because if Washington wins and they can win convincingly, you Diaz and I just get to rip you after OU in Texas. We kind of need this. We we really do need this. Just to yeah, we do. I, I agree. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, last thing before we get into our picks, Diaz, Notre Dame. Are they going to knock off USC? They're they open as favorites, which is I really don't interesting. Don't ask me this. Don't don't ask. <laughs> I like air. I wanted to die watching them play Louisville the other night. Like it was so bad. Um, but maybe, maybe like now everybody's just like, yeah, you know, Notre Dame's done for the year. Count them out fully. I mean, but you can count them out for the playoffs. So maybe they don't have anything to lose. They pull out all the tricks in the book and beat USC. The only the only thing that gives me hope is how bad Alex Grinch is as a coach. I mean, it's truly horrific the defense that he puts on the field. You know, week in and week out. So that that is my my one saving grace. Um, I ready for the? I was ready for the grid shredding. Yeah, did, I mean, did, like he do something to do, you? Like you extra hate him. He, I mean, it would be like he he's a terrible coach. Like he sucks. I think I agree. Been in the bottom quarter of college football like the past six years. He he's not a good coach. Everywhere he goes, his teams give up consistently like 30 points a game and now you're doing in the conference where everybody has a good quarterback so yeah I'm I'm not a fan of Alex Grinch I think he's holding uh Lincoln Riley back 
I just thought it was interesting. And Hop texted us that Notre Dame is a favorite in this game. Kind of that is. I I looked at that. I was surprised. I mean, USC their defense obviously. I mean, Caleb Williams wasn't great to start that Arizona game. They probably should have lost that game. A couple mm-hmm. of dumb coaching decisions. A couple of weird plays. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame won this game. Kind of like, you know, backs against the wall. Can they climb out of it? But it's it's a weird line. What's it? Two and a half. How uh, how disappointed would you be if Notre Dame goes like seven and five again? What does that mean for Marcus Freeman? He'd keep his job, but he'd be like a real. It would be like a Neil Brown situation going into the year, where it's like if you lose one game. You are you are out of here. So he's gonna be coaching for his life, and maybe that's what he needs. Maybe he needs like to have his back against the wall to start a year. Remember when I said too bad that Sam Fartman might end his career? That I I wasn't a fan of that text. I didn't need that text from you. Uh, I didn't like to say it. A beat down. People forget I said Notre Dame is gonna lose two of their next four last week, and they've already lost one. So. Luke is on a high horse right now. I can't wait. I can't can't weather like up there. For one of your picks that, you know, one of your takes to be... I mean, my picks aren't great, but my takes are working out pretty well for me. I can't wait for one of your takes to be just completely wrong, and I wanna, I'm want i going to beat you down with a Louisville slugger. Like, I can't wait for that. Okay, before I let Diaz... Just like Jawar Jordan did to the Notre Dame defense. Yeah, not not needed. Before I let Diaz kick off our picks, um, if you guys want to dunk on me, I said USF might be good. Um, They lost 56-35 to 35 to UAB, so there's an old take for you. That's actually something I'm glad you brought that up. That's something I missed last week was Trent Dilfer absolutely obliterating his coaching staff. I totally forgot to bring that up. Go watch that video because that is I you bad like a bad look for Dilfer, I think. Like remember he assaulted that high school kid like two years ago? Yeah, he's got an issue. Like they, it's it's gonna be like the office. They're gonna it's like Andy. They're gonna send him away to uh anger management. He's gonna come back very mild mannered and and like just more bizarre than he is now. Uh, you heard you heard Diaz flexing at the beginning of the show. He's back on top, although he's tied with me. No, so, yeah, he has a tied. So it's me and Luke on top, and it's 10, 10, and one. Who's below us? I I don't remember who who's technically in last place. That's Imagine big hop. lucky enough to get a push. And be uh, a not what I asked. Not not what I asked. Who's in last place? That'd be a big hopper. Mm, interesting. So my first pick is going to be, I'm taking the James Madison Dukes. Against Georgia Southern, JMU minus three and a half. Picked them to win their conference this year. Found out later they couldn't win their conference, but they're still playing immediately. But yeah. yeah, they're playing really good football right now. So I, I'm riding with the Dukes. Uh, my next pick, I am taking the University of Washington minus two and a half at home against Oregon, uh, a game we just talked about. So you know, it, it's it's the Penix effect on me. He plays electric, I get bought in, and then eventually I'll probably get disappointed, and it could be this week. So I'm taking Washington as my second pick, minus two and a half. Um, where's my third pick? Had it. Uh, Notre Dame. Line. But I, I look I, I, UConn. UConn's not playing, fortunately. Yeah, they, they have an off. They have hop, come on. They, let, let's figure it out. They have an off week. I am taking uh, the Air Force Falcons minus... I like that pick a lot against Wyoming. Air Force's offense is so much. It's like the, the it's like Navy or Army on you know steroids. 
where they're just it's just better and it's more methodical and it just beats teams down even more than the true triple option does. So I'm going Air Force minus ten and a half uh, at home against Wyoming. I love that pick, Diaz. I was really thinking about it too. Um, Wyoming going on the road off a big win. I like that. Um, my first pick. I like or I've. I think I have cracked the Pac-12. I think I have packed the Pac-12. I'm eight year old dog. No, I'm actually not taking Oregon. I'm taking Oregon State. I did not finish my sentence. Minus four against UCLA. Home game for Oregon State. They're going to rev up the foam, whatever they are, chainsaws. chainsaws. I just think UCLA coming off a huge home win, go on the road. This is the cycle of the Pac-12. They will lose to Oregon State, like Oregon State minus four. My second game is disgusting. It is gross. No one should ever do it. Pitt plus eight against Louisville. Coming down off that big Notre Dame win, Pitt, Pitt is a top 20 defense in the country. And they haven't figured out the quarterback situation, but Djokovic isn't playing. So that gives me some hope. They're throwing the ball to Djokovic now, too. They're getting yes. out to him. In the... Yes, the next Travis Kelsey, people are saying. Um, so I like Pitt plus eight over Louisville. Disgusting. Again, never do it. Don't do it. It's good news for his dating life. I am torn between my last two picks. Oh, not this again. It didn't work last time. It didn't, but... Owned one in his last one, torn picks. Hop, do you like me trusting my system that I play, or do you like me... Or not my system, just... I I like this line, or do you like me going away from gambling and just thinking straight, like, revenge-type game? I think you do the best when you are confident in yourself. Okay. I'm confident in South Carolina minus two against Florida. That'll be my pick. Let's go. I can get behind that. I thought you were going to go the West Virginia game when you said uh, West Virginia Houston. I thought you were going to go there when you said revenge game. No, Thursday night can't do it. Uh, The the revenge game I was looking at, I think Wazoo was going to blow out Arizona. They're minus eight. I think Arizona, they took Washington and USC to the wire. I think they're so beat down. But I, Wazoo has a look ahead to Oregon next week, so that kind of messed me up. So I'm just going to take South Carolina at home, minus two over Florida. Love that. All right, lastly, I'll make it quick. All right, our guy in last place coming up right now, Big Hop. He is currently in last place after having the throne for a little bit. Um, back in last place. All right, Hop, you're good to go. Uh, Texas A&M plus three. Self-explanatory. They win the ball game outright. Uh, Navy. I... Hop, I quit Navy. I can't. I can't do it anymore. That's fine. But you know who they're playing? The second worst team in the country in Charlotte. So I like that. I have minus three. What do you guys, can you check me on that? Yeah, I'll check it. I think I saw them at minus three. I saw I saw three and a half at minus 115. So I just want to get a, a, a three. Yep, three. All right. I'll, I loved it at three and a half. Love it at three. I thought it meant that. And obviously Diaz here. Real. Real measuring contest here between the two boys. See which unit is bigger. Um, I like Wyoming plus ten and a half here. I know they're going to Lar- going away from Laramie. I know it's Air Force, but hey, it's conference play. You can't take a week off. You got to go win ball games. Look, they're gonna be a little bit tired coming off an emotional dub, but hey, they got to have some confidence. They're a really good team. Probably should also be in the conversation of being ranked. I got Wyoming 10 and a half, 10 points, double digits. I'll take the hook there for sure. All right. That's the picks. That's the show. We'll be back next week breaking it all down. Enjoy the week of college football ahead.
I say week. There's games every single day. We're recording this on Monday. You got games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Every single day. Oh, Attica, baby. Come on. By the time you've listened to this, Apple will have absolutely dusted Grayson McCall. All right. Hopefully that doesn't turn into old takes exposed. But for Luke Owens, myself, Andrew Diaz, Bryce Hopwood, we'll see you guys next week. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs>